Willa Wilson, and I play Renette Bollinger, a firm believer that even if the script is absolutely horrendous, with enough sequins and glitter, you can make it work. I'm Mary Stack, and I'm playing Georgie Sullivan, who has a good feeling that with her friends beside her, she can overcome even the worst of her fears, mainly still stage fright. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, uh, who is about to become insufferable as the assistant director. And uh, she's pretty excited because she finds herself very good at bossing people around. I'm Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast. This is the beginning of the great experiment that we call Moose Murders. I'm curious to see what's about to happen. Okay, let's go. In six weeks, the play Moose Murders opens here in Brindlewood Bay. Renette and Georgie, you are in Ringo as Bertie drives you to the very first read-through. This is when you're going to meet the cast, you're going to meet the crew, you're going to get a feel for exactly what it is that you have signed up to do. As you are all in Ringo together, what is the conversation like? The reading's not going to be like on the stage or... I don't have to go anywhere near the stage, right? I mean, not usually. Normally, it's like in a, it'll be like in a rehearsal space or even just like a, like a conference room or something. Okay. Okay. In mean, in, in my experience, it's going to be totally fine. Everything's going to be fine and it's going to go perfectly. And we're not even going to worry about it because it's going to be totally fine and everyone's going to know all their lines already and there's not going to be anything. You just stress about at all. What what am I doing exactly? I'm just there. I'm there for support. Are you asking me? You're the assistant director. Oh, um, I thought I was just you're going to be. <laughs> you're you're going to be my um my assistant director, probably. <laughs> I think I can do that for sure. Um, I've totally that? directed things before. Yeah, okay. yeah, we could probably do that. I mean, who's going to tell me no? Honestly. We'll just hang out the whole time, and then we'll bother um, bother Renette all the time. No, shush. And then we'll just bother Renette whenever. Perfect. As the one in this car with the most theatrical experience, um, I'm happy to answer whatever questions you have. I don't have any questions because I know everything already, but I do appreciate it. Um, I'm sure Georgie would find that very helpful. I would find that very helpful. I'm just excited to for the read-through so I can just get a feel of the cast and, you know, the overall vibe of the production so I can start putting together, like, some, you know, uh, some color schemes, some fabric choices, see what kind of a, a look we're going for. I'm excited. Should I know everyone's names already? No. Should I have written that down? I mean, you know, I mean, everyone in this car, you, you, you know my name, right? Oh, well, I know you all, of course. I'm talking about, like, the other people in the cast. It's a pretty big cast, so it's... Okay, so I'm fine. I don't have to know anyone's name. All right, that's all I need. I mean, it's uh, ideally, as the assistant director, you'll get a feel for it quite quickly. I don't know. You're you're looking at me funny, Birdie. You're looking like you're you're not even going to try to... I'm just trying. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I mean... That's fine. Eyes on the road, Birdie. I mean, won't you do some kind of, like icebreaker activity 
loosen up, know each, get to know That's each other. That's my thing. job. I mean, I don't know. I'm asking you, I... or maybe I'm asking Renette. <laughs> I mean, you, no, I could do whatever. I'll do it. Sure. You probably don't have to. I mean, it's. I mean, it's probably going to be Jesse leading whatever this is at first, because you know it is her, you know, theater company. Yeah, don't put all this kind of her deal. I'm happy to help you learn people's names. I don't need any help. That being said, I might come to you later and ask. Yeah, like not in front of other people. I don't want them to know that I don't know their names. That's what our text thread is for. That's true. Perfect. But also, no phones in rehearsal. Okay. Just you. You get your cell phone. Oh my god, you're so right. I can do whatever I want. You guys get you guys you guys can have your phones too. <laughs> cool. At this point in the drive, who happens to be looking out the window? I'll do it. Renette, as you start to get closer to the theater, what surprising piece of marketing do you see that is already up for this play? It's a billboard, but it's like that billboard that's like it's this billboard everybody knows about it in town and it has just been basically torn up it's like this this uh this structure has been up since like the the 80s and the structural integrity of this billboard i don't know billboard post big this billboard stand is just troubling and the fact that they um they deigned to put a big old moose murders poster up there um in town they deigned to actually climb up this thing is a little bit more concerning than exciting but i it's also exciting to see them advertising so enthusiastically yeah right there in the middle of that billboard in giant letters is the word hilarious a few minutes later ringo pulls into the parking lot I think maybe, Bertie, because you're driving, you notice that there is something in this parking lot, some brand new thing that someone must have bought for this show that you can see. What is it and why does it make you a little nervous? It's a, at first you think it's paper mache, but it is very likely not. It's in a truck bed and it's this huge anchor, just a, a big old anchor. Don't know how it'll work in Moose Murders at all, but you know what? It's there, and it's definitely for Moose Murders because I have read that play both as Holland and also as Birdie for sure before coming to this rehearsal. That makes sense. This is this is Mel's pickup truck. It looks like she has hauled in this gigantic anchor. And Georgie, as you start to get out of the car, you're a little bit of a distance away from the front door, who do you see walking into the building ahead of you that makes you a little bit excited? Oh, they might be involved in this show. Um, okay, you know what? I see Fern walking in and I get excited about her having an extracurricular activity, something that will help her be creative and maybe take some stress off of her. The three of you walk into the theater, and you feel like if Brindlewood Bay were a TV show, somebody might have decided to make this a tracking shot. They might have put the camera on a dolly to follow you in through the doors, through the lobby, and into the theater. 
And as you walk down the aisle towards the stage, you can see that the stage has a pretty big table set up surrounded by chairs. And then off to the side, there are a number of more folding chairs set up with a bunch of people there. You start to recognize a few as the three of you make your way up to the stage where everyone is waiting. It looks like most everyone has arrived. There might be two or three stragglers behind you. And pretty quickly you can see that it looks like at the table with the chairs, this must be the cast. And over here with the chairs on the side, well, right away you recognize Frederick Wallington, the president of the board. It looks like Ronette, you can recognize that he's talking to a couple of the other board members. They seem to be lightly laughing, anticipating a fun time ahead. The three of you also see Caliban. Looks like he's already here. You remember that he's volunteered to work on the sets. When he sees the three of you approach, he smiles and he gives a wink. Probably to all three of you, right? I mean, that, that wink was probably just a general wink, not to anyone in particular. And then uh, Ronette, you also recognize a couple of other people over here on the side. That guy sometimes helps with the lights. And that lady sometimes helps with sound. She's pretty good at that. And then Jesse finally stands up. She's at the head of the table. And Jesse smiles very big, raises her hands and says, Welcome one and all to our very first reading of Moose Murders. This is a tradition here at the theater. Everyone who's going to work on the show comes in, we listen, we laugh. This is going to be a fantastic show. I'm really looking forward to it. It's side-splitting. You all know that this play debuted on Broadway some time ago, and it's a rare gem. It's a rare gem that uh, a piece of this quality has been forgotten like this, and it is really a fantastic honor for us to all bring it to life here. And she looks down at the stage manager, Mel, who's flipping through some pages, and back up to everyone else and says... Before we begin, maybe we should just let all of the cast quickly introduce themselves so everybody knows the talent that we're working with here. So everyone, if you'd like to just maybe say your name, little something about yourself, and we'll begin. And this is when the three of you really get a good look at who is sitting around this table. The first person that stands is Fern. And you can see that her hair is down, maybe for the first time. She says, yeah, hi, I'm... Yeah, I guess some of you know me. I'm Deputy Fern. I work for the, the Sheriff's Department. Um, this is my very first play. Someone told me it would be a good way to relax, and I hope that it is because I could really... Well, it'll be good. I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm doing this on my free time. I don't have a lot of free time, but I thought I would do this. Uh, it'll be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. She sits back down. And beside Fern, Hank stands up. And from where you are, Renat, you can see that this parrot head Hawaiian shirt that he is wearing, this has cost him quite a bit. This is a high-quality Hawaiian shirt with Jimmy Buffett's face right there all over it. And uh, Hank strokes his beard and says, Yeah, um, Hank, and um, this, is my, this is my first play, too. Uh, I don't know if you know, my, um, my band broke up. We had, uh, we had disagreements, I guess. Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll go solo, but uh, for now I'm going to try this because, you know, <laughs> gotta got to keep the fans happy. So I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. And then the three of you recognize the man next to Hank. This is Harry Fisher. I don't remember if you caught his name after he woke up from being passed out in the grocery store bathroom. But from the angle that you can catch, you can see the sweat in his back hair. 
uh, through his cutoff shirt. He's got his, uh, his pump on, and you can probably smell him from where you are. And he says, yeah, I'm really looking forward to being here, too. This is my first play. The first time I've ever been on stage and didn't even really want to do this, but I got talked into it. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. I like a, I like a good laugh. Feels like it's going to be funny. Good times. And the next person to stand up is Flossie. It looks like she has freshly dyed her hair a bright red. She's got her very thin lips, her very piercing eyes, sort of looking around. Maybe she stops on you just for a moment, Birdie, before saying, My name is Flossie, and I have always felt that I was born to tread the boards. And I am very grateful to finally have an opportunity to be in a play. The next person to stand up is a little nine-year-old girl. And she says, hello, my name is Lily Wallington. And at that, Frederick Wallington applauds. And she says, I have been in seven commercials, and I am doing this as practice before I go to New York City to audition. I hope to bring all of my experience and all of my knowledge to this role in this production. And she sits back down. And Georgie, for a moment, this, this whole thing feels a little odd. Feels strange until you remember that you have seen this little girl before. She was in your Christmas dream. And that sort of sticks with you for a moment. Until Pickles stands up and says, Uh... I am, um... My mom made me do this. Um... Um... He call me Pickles. And the next person to stand up is Rowan. Oh, geez, Birdie, if she's here, I wonder who's at the coffee shop. It looks as though Rowan has spent some energy making her dreadlocks as fancy as she can. She's got some bands in them. She's added some pretty fantastic beads. She's got them all tied up for here. And she says, um, Hello, I'm, I'm happy to be here. This is very exciting. This is also my first play. And I'm just to tell you a little secret. I, I didn't actually think I would get the part. I was, I, was, I, I auditioned on a dare, but I'm very excited to be here. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I've, I don't, I've got to say, I don't really know anything about theater, but I'm happy to be here. The next man to stand has a curly, dark, thick mustache. And he says, you know me. I am Miro. I am the best pastry chef in the history of Brindlewood Bay and in the future of Brindlewood Bay. And I am here to bring myself to this production. Everyone needs more of Miro. And Georgie, for the second time in just a few minutes, you can feel your stomach sink a little. Now, maybe you haven't been in Miro's pastry shop because of your loyalty to your favorite student, Christina, even though everyone says his pastries are pretty, pretty fantastic. But the reason you're having this reaction is because the only other place that you've seen this man was in your Christmas dream. You're definitely feeling a little unsettled. And then Jessie stands and she points to an empty chair at the table. And she says, 
not all of our cast is here today. We did recently have one who had to drop out due to personal issues, but that's okay. He plays uh, the old man in the wheelchair, and I know who we're going to get to to replace him. I just have to make a few phone calls, and I, I want to guarantee you all that this is this is fantastic. This is classic slapstick. He falls out of the wheelchair, we pick him up, and he falls out again. It's hilarious. Trust me. Now we don't have him today, but that's okay because he doesn't really have any lines. He just he just does his thing, and it's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. Now all of you know me. My name is Jesse Chestnut. I'm the director of this production. I'm also the artistic director of the company. Some have called me a visionary, but you don't have to. And I am also excited to say that I am also the lead in this show. I am. I have great confidence that this cast and this script will be amazing and that people will be talking about what we do here for years and years to come. But I also sort of asked myself, what's the best way for me to lead a company of such potential, but maybe not a lot of experience? And that that really kind of makes a noise. And Jesse looks at her and says, varying experiences, of course. And I thought the best way for a leader to lead, the best way for me to direct, is on the stage with the rest of you. I will be down in the trenches, and I hope that I will set an example that will raise everyone up and allow you to all perform at such a level that you hadn't even thought that you could just because I'm there with you. Now... Let's just get started. Let's start reading. This is hilarious. It is side-splitting. This play is a classic. Mel, uh, would you read stage directions? Mel turns the page in her script and begins to read. Act One, the scene, the wild moose lodge in the heart of the Adirondack Mountains. It is the end of summer, the present year. We are, of course, in the middle of this region's notoriously severe rainstorms. It is dusk. We see the main vestibule of the lodge, which is decorated in an appropriately rustic fashion. Stuffed game, at least three moose heads are mounted wherever there's room. Towards stage right, there is a stairway descending to a small balcony, second level. Directly to stage left side of the stairway is a platform used for live entertainment. Three hours later, the reading has ended. Everyone feels exhausted. And not from the laughter that didn't come. The three of you are sitting together off to the side. Everyone is getting up. It looks like some people are wandering around in a daze. Some people are headed towards the exits. Some people are sort of going towards Jesse to talk. What would you like to do? Is there anyone you would like to talk to? You know I'm hitting up my boy Pickles. Pickles. It's good to see you, kid. And he looks very startled when you come right up to him. He always looks a little bit startled. Oh, Hi. Hello. Yeah, it's so good to see you getting involved in the arts. You're going to do great. I didn't mean to. What? It, I, no, is that bad? No, no, it's a good thing. I'm, I'm, it's, it, I'm happy to see you here, is what oh. I was trying to convey. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Do you 
Are you in the sh- if you no, you're not in the show. You I'm, I'm working the on the costumes. Oh, oh, do I have to wear a costume? I mean, like, yeah, m- most likely if you're acting in it, your character is probably your character likely dresses different than you do on a daily basis. Oh, so you know, you'll have a, a costume for when you're on stage. Uh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I think so, but I mean, I'm biased. I love costumes. It's kind of my whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Should I go now? Um, well, I guess, I mean, the reading is done. I just wanted to check in and say hi to you. Uh, you did great in the reading. Quite a play this is, but it's okay. We're going to, we're going to. We're going to make it okay with through costumes, through the magic of uh, costuming, set dressing, glitter. It's We're going to make it fine. But anyway, you did great. So the, the costumes are going to make it good. Uh, that is what I'm hoping to do. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Good. Okay. Good talk. Good talking to you, Pickles. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. And he turns and he starts to walk away pretty briskly. Cool, cool, cool. That kid is going places. Just like standing with Georgie, um, just kind of watching everyone. So like, that was really bad, wasn't it? It's not just me. It was like really bad. That was, um, I think I, I think I understand why the stage light was sabotaged now hearing that train wreck of out of touch, I guess, attempted comedy. I mean, even the board looks concerned. So, like, how mad do you think Jesse would be if, like, we wrote a secret script and then we just gave it to everyone and it was just much better than this because it like it, it really wouldn't even have to be that much better i, I really mean, think that we could write something overnight and have it be better than than moose murders tr- truly i mean how do we okay in this uh instance i feel that um adage about asking for forgiveness rather than permission is rather on point <laughs> how do we we'd have to keep it secret until opening night basically right i mean how would unless we somehow get jesse off this thing and you take over i mean is it just a matter of talking to the board oh yes. i'm wait a minute i see that you i see that this idea has piqued your interest <laughs> i mean that would mean that i'm like the boss you'd be even more in charge than you already are i mean i know you're in charge but like you'd be even more in charge that sounds like it would be a bad idea but also like in order to actually save not only my reputation but everyone else's reputation i i cannot allow us to put this up so the reputation of our whole town is at stake not to be overly dramatic or anything but we can't put this on like, I feel like there's about to be another murder because people will keel over and die watching this show from how bad it is. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's what we should say to Fern. So she is down. I think we should just, like, very specifically curate why we're doing it to everyone. Um, I don't think that's manipulative. I think that's just good directing. 
um, probably. And I, I think it'll be fine. Um, it really is going to be just getting Jesse on board. I think everyone else will probably be down the second that I say something about it. Yeah. Or you, because you are so good at talking to people and like nice and stuff. I can totally speak normally to people like a normal person. <laughs> that is something that, that a normal like person did. who speaks normally would say. Yeah. Is that convincing or what? The board and Caliban are still next to you. Uh, and Bertie, if your goal is to go pitch something to Frederick, he looks like he was doing some sweating during the reading. Uh, and he doesn't seem like the, normal, the guy who kind of sweats a lot without stress. The room still has all of these actors, although some of them are, are getting away. Uh, so I want to ask Bertie first, is there someone that you would like to go up to to talk to about your plan or to ask questions to? Oh, boy. I mean, she's putting on a good front, but I do think that Bertie would want to talk to Renette about this first because she does technically have a little bit more experience. That being said, everyone's already there and the board's not going to be there every time. So I think she might maybe sit, uh, you know, across from the board, across from Frederick, just to strike up casual conversation. Just be like, that was um, not what I expected it would be. And Frederick kind of lets out a deep breath. <sighs> yeah, um, we sure have some work cut out for us here, don't we? We do. Um, just wondering if that work were to take on a slightly different form, how would you feel about that? If the work took on a different form, you mean, um, like nothing I mean, that you would have to like worry and concern yourself with, but uh, you know, I just think that maybe Moose Murders, as is, is a little bit less, um, attention grabbing than we would hope or if it did grab attention maybe not the kind that we want i'm just wondering how you would feel totally hypothetically about a little bit of a little bit of a change a little bit of a change a little bit of a change uh well i think um you know i'm not a theater person i just i own a chain of gas stations uh, i do this because right, of I, course. I really care about the arts Absolutely. And as someone who cares about the arts, you understand that this is, it's quite interesting. It's, um, it's not what I thought we were going to be hearing today. I thought, uh... You know, me neither. And I'm the assistant director. <laughs> I guess I thought it was going to be more of a comedy. I guess this is more of a, would you say it's like a social commentary or... Uh... It, I don't know. It's commenting something. Yeah, it's maybe certainly commenting something. I've never worked, you know, I just bring money and I work on donations. I, I, uh, but as a patron of the arts, your instincts are important, you know. And hmm. I just, as, as an art, an artistic person myself, as a creative, hmm. I, I feel like you and I can have this conversation, like we're on the same wavelength about this. I feel like there's something that. Moose murders might just be lacking just from that. And I think that we did have to be in the space to understand that. I think we had to see it in its full, um, glory isn't the right word, mm -hmm. but you know, I just, I feel that 
I, I feel like there's a possibility for us to turn this around. I, you know what? I know that there's a possibility for us to turn this around and I would love to keep you as informed about that as you would like. I kind of just wanted to see how you felt about it because I think I speak for everyone here when I say that maybe shouldn't be how we present ourselves to the public. Not fully hmm. in that aspect, you know, because it's going to come back on us. It's going to come back on everyone who's associated with the theater, depending on the type of production we put out. Mm-hmm. And, and we want anything that comes back to us or be put out to be positive. Mm-hmm. We want we want it to be taken positively. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. I have to say, like, uh, from the very beginning, from the from the day that I took this position, my mm-hmm. goal has always been butts in seats. How can we how right. can we help the community, raise up mm-hmm. the community, but also not go broke doing it? So I Right, of course. I don't know if you if you've thought much about your leadership style. I've thought a lot about how as a as a self-made entrepreneur. Oh, of course. I totally yes, I totally yeah, see that. I've absolutely modeled my leadership style after President George W. Bush. In uh-huh. the way, in the way, and I've, I read his autobiography and it was, it was extremely insightful. And the, what I took uh-huh. away from it was that his leadership style was hire the right people and then get out of the way and then show up when the project is done. And that has right. been, that's been very successful for me with my gas stations. And I know that I am not a director. I'm not a theater person. So whatever you're saying, I believe you, but I'm just, I'm just out of the way. I'm out of the way and this is going to happen. And I, it sounds like you, you really have an eye, you have a, a, an arts mind. And I think it's great that you're here because I have faith that you're going to be able to fix this. And I'm going to show up opening night and I'm going to see all of your work and it's going to be amazing. I promise you, Mr. President, you found the right person. Oh, and he gives you a George Bush smile and a little wink. Me and you. She gives him a little wink back. I get it. I all right. All right. Great. So just think of Jesse as like my vice president. And so. Right. Right. Of don't, course. Yeah. You never have to bother the president. Go to the vice president and Absolutely. they'll take care of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100 percent. I can't wait to see you opening night. All right. I'm if you so need any, we had this talk. This is great. We of should course. absolutely, we should talk all the time when the play is over, but for now once it's over. Once it's over. Of course. Right, right, right. Yeah. I feel I'm like so we're in great hands. I'm you're okay on this. This is perfect. Great hands. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. All right. I'll see you later. All right. And he goes and he goes off to talk to other members of the board. He seems like a weight has lifted from him. Like he's much it's more not confident his anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so Georgie, you see Renette happily talking to Pickles, who looks the way Pickles usually does. And Bertie has left you and she seems to be in deep uh, conversation with the board president, Frederick. And you stand there for a moment and you look around the stage and do you want to talk to Flossie? Well, probably not. Do you want to talk to... No, probably not that guy. No, maybe not him. And you notice towards the back of the stage near the curtain that the curtain starts to flutter a little bit as though there might be a breeze or maybe there's someone behind the curtain. 
believe the last time I was on the stage, I almost got smooshed by a light. But I've also gone down a into a pirate cave since then, so maybe I feel emboldened to go check out the flutter, the curtain flutter. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, people are wandering around. You've you've seen a couple of people exit through the back of the stage, sort of near where this flutter is. And you get up to the curtain, find the little break in it, and as you pull it aside, sort of look through, there on the floor of the stage is a teeny tiny kitten. What does this kitten look like? It's a little gray kitten with like emerald green eyes and a white chest and all little tips of the paws are white and then one ear is white. The kitten looks up at you and says, and then does a little sideways dance with his tail straight up and then hops around and runs away from you back into the back of the theater. I follow that kitten. <laughs> Renette and Birdie, you have Oh, been... I want to hear about this lady. <laughs> <laughs> Shit about this play. Tell me about the cat. Yes. <laughs> you have finished your conversations and you see each other. And as you look around, you don't see Georgie. She must have gotten off somewhere. She's probably fine. I'm a little worried since the last time she was here, she did almost like get yeah, something almost got smooshed. dropped on her. So we should probably check in like a minute or two. Yeah. But like, we'll, I don't we'll want to seem like we're too. Okay. But speaking up, we're going to change this entire play. Okay. Um, we're, we're not going to tell Jesse probably until opening night. Okay. Um, that's we also be have to because like, because she's the director and also the lead. So she's probably yes, I understand. the script, but we are going to find but the thing is, what if we keep all her lines the same and we change everyone else's? Interesting. We could make it work. It would definitely be at least 50% less bad. Like she might yeah. still say some weird shit, but like. Yeah, we can figure, we'll, we'll figure something out. I mean, in I my know. experience. I think it can work. Yeah, in my experience in the past, you know, I, I've worked on, I, I, I've had a long career and I've worked on some absolutely terrible productions, but I always, I always improve it through costuming. So it's normally like, I normally go by the you know idea that, you know, it's not my place to question the script or whatever. I'll just let that happen and I contribute what I can to make it good. But this disaster it's, of, a, it's of a play is yeah we can't really just stand by and watch that how loud is this conversation oh Renette is pretty loud um, I mean I'm keeping an eye out for Jesse to make sure that she doesn't know I'm pulling the wool out from under her yet well Jesse is in a, a conversation right now with Fern and Hank none of them are listening to you right now but Harry is walking by at about this time with his cutoff shirt. Yeah, you could probably smell him before you saw him. It looks like he's sort of making the rounds and stopping in and chatting with, with the, the various folks here. And he's got a big smile on his face when he steps between the two of you. Uh, you know, not directly between. But he steps into this group conversation now. And he says, oh, I'm so excited about this play. Isn't this hilarious? I get to play an Indian guy. Can you imagine that? Oh, There should boy. be more plays gotta... like this. Renette, we got to nip this in the bud real quick. Renette goes catatonic. (laughs) 
he's definitely a little bit too close. And Renette, he puts one hand on your shoulder and nope. Bernie one hand oh, on your Renette shoulder. No. This is amazing. No. Renette no. removes his Get hands. Get your hands off me. Absolutely not. He doesn't I even not notice. Know you like that. He doesn't notice. Oh, he's just I, like I physically remove his hand. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. oh, he, yeah, yeah, that happens. But he doesn't. He has not interpreted that as like a negative. He's just like, yeah, yeah, it's great. We'll talk again later. No. I'm so looking no. forward to this. No. Okay, as my first order of business as assistant director, we're firing that fuck. I hate him. I <laughs> agree. <laughs> With like, you, I, re- I recognize that was only like a point five second long conversation but the vibes were just so off um yeah, any anyone who is excited about this play and specifically finds it hilarious and all that that's a red, that's also, a big red flag also still super no about his casting super yeah, hate that bad it's not happening he's getting fired we're changing the whole play i've decided it i'm the assistant director so i have some sort of like leader uh, leader thing and also the board of directors gave me the okay so whatever yeah yeah we're just gonna make it happen we just have we're to change this we're either gonna have to convince jesse or just do it around her one way or another everyone else has to know as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and be on board yeah this is we, we gotta do something about this I mean, we just cannot let this shit fly. I mean, for real. Oh, we can't. I, we it, can't. Honestly, honestly, it's on me. I didn't read it until we got here, but then I like heard it. And yeah, on honestly, I, I should have. I know. I, I know. I, I said a lot it. of things. I know. I said a lot of things where I was uh, describing describing it. I had not actually read it. I'm just this. It's part of you know my experience, my career. You know, you talk it up. You uh, right. You do that. Right, right. I, it's not my first uh-huh. time pretending I read a play that I didn't read. Oh. It's it's not my first time uh, assuming a leadership position, which I have no business being in, and yet I'm still going to kill it. So we're not even worried about this. Yeah. We're going to make it work. Uh, I mean, with your expertise and my bossiness, we're going to make it work. Yeah. And also, Georgie's nice. She'll, like, she'll like soften in the blow. Should we go find Georgie now? We should go find Georgie. And the camera cuts to backstage. Georgie, you're walking along in the back behind this very tall red curtain. And there are some lights coming from there and there's some light coming from under the curtain. And you see this little kitten hopping around, playing with a little ball of dust, batting it, batting it. Kitty keeps on hopping. Kitty keeps on moving forward. Do you have a goal in mind? (laughs) You know what's about to happen. Come on now. I reach into my knitting bag. And I pull out little, like, little scrap yarns, little bits of scrap yarn, and I dangle it out in front of the, I get down low, and I dangle the yarn, and I go, to try to get the kitten's attention. This sounds like it might be a day move. Okay. Because what could happen if this goes wrong? The kitten runs away and I never see it again. That sounds pretty bad. Sounds pretty terrible. Composure? Or presence. I would say composure or presence. Um, Unless you want to make an argument for sensitivity. I don't because that's a minus one. I'd rather do composure because I have a bonus to it. But also it's like, don't make any, like, be composed. Like, don't, if you make a sudden movement or like. 
you'll startle the kitty and the kitty will run away. Right? Mm-hmm. Eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's an 11 plus one. That is a 12. <laughs> <laughs> what did you intend to happen? I intended for the kitten to come to notice the yarn and come in that clumsy, like, I'm going to get you kitten kind of way, like, come and attack at the yarn and play with me. We'll just and quietly play so we can, like, build some trust. How does this turn out even better than you could have imagined? The kitten... um doesn't just play with me it's like almost like we bond like it's like oh at yarn <gasps> you and then like rubs up against me and like rubs his face all over my hands and I get down and rubs his face on my face and then I scoop him up scoop her up oh yeah is this a little boy or a little girl it's a little girl kitchen. oh Well, I'm sure that her name will come to you at some point. And you scoop her up. She seems very happy to be held. But you also get the impression that she sort of keeps looking back in the direction that she was hopping. As though maybe there was something in that direction that she kind of wanted to see or notice or lead you to. I take her in that direction. And the camera cuts back to the stage with Renette and Bertie. So as I was saying, we should probably go find Georgie, right? Yeah, I I mean, I can't imagine she went farther into the stage. She probably left, right? I mean, did you see where she went? I have no idea where she went. Did anybody see where Georgie went? Uh, <laughs> a, a couple of people sort of look up and shrug. As you're looking around, Caliban walks over to the two of you, kind of looks back and forth and says, is this what most plays are like? No, 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 don't worry. We're going to change the hell out of it. Yeah, rest assured, this is not what most plays are like. Um, And this is not what this play is going to be like because we're going to fix it. Great. That That sounds great. For a minute there, I thought... Did I make a mistake? Is I, I mean, as as much as I love. No, it's it's like absolutely awful. It's awful. Yeah. Okay, you, you can say you. that. I promise. You can say that. All right, good, good. Uh, you it know, would I be kind more of, offensive if you didn't say that. Yeah, it felt. Uh, it. I mean, I. You know, I. I told you before. I don't go to the theater much. Um, I'm looking forward to to doing some woodworking here and helping out, joining the community and all. I'm starting to feel a little like, oh, what did I, what did I get myself into here? But you're saying that it's we're going to change it. This isn't going to be the script. It we're going to super be. change it. No, it's it's not happening. Great, great. Because I, yeah, all that stuff they described, I can build those walls. I can build some stairs. Like all that stuff, I no problem, no problem. It's a little little concerning about some of the uh, the stuff that is not wood related. I guess I would say. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like the word parts. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the words, a lot of the words I had, I had uh, yeah. concerns about. You know, I, I always say, you know, there's a lot you can do with, you know, costuming with with all the, you know, the behind the scenes stuff that you put together. But with, mm. and normally that can, that can, well, normally my philosophy is that that can save pretty much any script. But this is not, 
this is not one of those cases. Well, my mother always said, uh, you can't fix ugly. So we're going to do our best to fix whatever the hell that is. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's good. It's, it was actually like really horrific. Cause sometimes she said it about my face, but like, I'm oh. not found that funny. All right. Yeah. That's I'm just mostly joking. It's fine. It was a joke. All right. Yeah. You're funny. You're funny. I yeah. Make your point. Well, I'll, I'm going to write. It's going to be hilarious. Oh, you're writing I'm, the play. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to probably. Wow. I mean, it'll, who else is going to do it? It'll be a group effort. I think. Oh, we're all going to write the play? I don't know. We, we this we, this is still our, our early days on figuring out what's actually going to happen. If you have any thoughts? You're very welcome to add suggestions in. But I think that right now, those those of us with uh, more experience are probably going to like focus in on it. That's a good idea. Like Renette and I. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I have to go talk to uh, I got to talk to to Mel about uh, I guess the wood budget or something because I gave them a, an initial budget and they said that was way too much. But so I have to go talk about what uh, the the wood and all. But uh, so I got to go. But I'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Good to talk totally to and keep this on the DL for a little bit. Like we want to figure out some more stuff first. Oh yeah yeah right right. Just, right. Shh, shh, shh. Before we have like a big old discussion like with the cast, we just want to make sure we have everything set in stone first. Right right. Right, you get right. What I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay. I won't I won't okay. talk to anybody. Yeah, nobody. All right, great. Great. And he gives you both a little wink. Okay, bye. Goes to talk to Mel. This shit is so easy. Oh my god. This is gonna be fine. Yeah. I know I brought it up to Jesse before, however roundaboutly, but I think I do need to talk to Jesse a little bit more to really gauge how much we need to uh how sneaky we need to be about changing everything, how dead set she is on this. And if I can get her on board, then it's not going to be an issue, but we'll see. Right. Right. I'm, I'm just going to continue operating on the idea that it is going to be an issue, but you work on that because I feel like you have the best connection to her. She kind of hates me. I don't get why. I can't imagine why. I I can't imagine. But yeah, anyways, if she doesn't uh, comply with it, I'll just steal her job. Maybe that's why. I mean, and then I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go find Georgie. Bye. Bye. And the camera cuts back to Georgie and little baby kitten. <laughs> and little baby kitten keeps like craning her head around like she's trying to see something trying to look for something and you're following the edge of the curtain you curve back towards the back of the theater and eventually following where the cat is looking you end up in a familiar spot this looks like where Ronette brought you when she was giving you the tour of the theater the the other time that you were here in fact that's her office over there there are a couple of boxes outside the closed door to the costume shop that looks like they have clothes in them you can also see it there's an old dress dummy with a vintage white lacy dress hanging from it and against the wall is the loading dock door that is wide open and the cat keeps looking around and you start to hear something from somewhere further back further on sounds sort of like something heavy and metal being dragged across cement i pull out my phone and I text the ladies, I'm near Renette's office. You know, it's, I'm nervous because there's no 
emojis. It's all words. <laughs> I'm near Renette's office. I, there's a weird sound going to check it out. And then I put my phone on record and I move forward. So you send the text. And as you start to open up the camera, you notice that you don't get that little icon that says delivered. But yeah, you successfully switch over to your video recorder. That'll send eventually. That's fine. <laughs> Let's press on kitten. And I kiss the kitten on its head. The kitten reaches up and pushes your nose when you reach in to kiss it. So where are you going? Are you following this sound? Yes, I'm trying to go toward the sound, but I'm trying to carefully like pick my way through whatever the backstage items and so I'm not like just barging forward, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You make your way towards the open bay door and you sort of look outside. Looks like the parking lot's kind of still, although it looks like there's a car pulling out and a second one getting ready to pull out. And you realize that the sound is coming from further into the theater. And as you turn in the direction of it, right in front of you is Lily, that nine-year-old little girl who is standing very still, right where there was nobody standing just a moment ago. And she's looking right at you. Oh, Lily. Oh, oh, you gave me such a fright. What are you doing back here? Who are you and what are you doing on this play? I'm Georgie Sullivan and I'm the assistant director's support director. <laughs> yes, I think that's my title. <laughs> she nods and she reaches out her hand to shake your hand. I shake her hand. I'm Lily Wallington, and I have been in seven commercials, and I am going to go to New York to audition after this play. Yes, I, I heard. That's exciting. I think you're, you have a bright future ahead of you. Yes, I think I do. I'm very excited to do this play and then to go to New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're backstage to... Gather something from the for the play. Do what brings you back here? No, I, I mean thought... everyone else is up front uh, talking and discussing how the reading went. I think that in order to have a career in the theater, I need to know more than just what regular boring actors know. So I was looking at the curtains and I was looking at the lights and the ladders. I think that's very smart of you to learn about all the angles of the theater. Why the light, why the lights and ladders and curtains in particular? I have met some pretty bad actors and I've had to work with some of them and they don't know anything about cameras and they don't know anything about lighting. And I know more than most of the adults that I work with. And I just want to make sure that I keep knowing more than most of the adults. That's awesome. What a that's a great attitude to have. <laughs> Keep learning. Learn everything. I have some problems with the dressing room. Should I tell you about them? Sure. Let's start there. Why don't you tell me what your problems are with the dressing room? And I happen to know the person in charge of costumes. So, you know. Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't like them. The light isn't good enough. It makes my skin seem too yellow and my skin is not yellow and I don't like the lighting in there. So we are going to need to change all of the lights in the dressing room. The second of all, 
there's not enough space. I am used to having much more space than there is available in the dressing room. I don't like that. So we're also going to need some more space. And it's okay if there's a room that's only for me. I would prefer that, but I understand if I have to share, I will. I'm very adaptable. It sounds like you are quite adaptable, flexible, even one might say. Um, This doesn't sound like a, a... a costume problem though this sounds like a a resource problem it's a much bigger problem than just costumes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i feel like these issues should go right to the director i happen let's walk right over to jesse okay mrs sullivan i think i've seen you before have i seen you before you look familiar that's so interesting that you say that, Lily, because I feel like I've seen you before, too. Have you been to the Nautical Museum? I have been to the Nautical Museum. I wonder if I saw you there. There was I was there with my mother and my grandfather a few weeks ago, and there was an exhibit about 1877. Do you know that exhibit? Yes, I do. What was it that you thought that they found? Because it said that that ship, the the Deep Reaver, that it returned with the strangest fish that anyone had ever seen. And that they didn't have pictures of it, but that it had tentacles and black eyes and oily skin. Hmm. What do you think that was? Well, you know, it's it's funny you should ask, because I recently had an interesting dream that I, I meant to look more into because I wasn't sure if it was a story I had heard, but it definitely was about that time period. There was a story about a Christmas dragon. And uh, I don't know, I I know it sounds rather whimsical, but I sort of like the idea. You think that the tentacle fish that they found was a, a Christmas dragon? Oh, my darling, you mustn't take old stories always so literally. People often name things they don't know how to logically describe. And there were stories about the, the islands and our river and how they came to be and how they disappear, which, you know, usually scientific explanations for. But this seems like it was an older story, a fable about how islands were born or disappeared in our overtime. Okay. Okay, so it was a. You think that the the monster fish was a fable, the one I in think, the museum. I think it was. I like the idea that they believed that they caught the monster in the fable, whether it was just simply a giant fish. Well, I don't think they should put fables in museums, but we should go talk about the dressing room. Yeah. Who do I need go, to talk to? We need to talk to Jesse. Okay. Camera cuts back to the stage. Renette and Birdie, did you just walk away from each other? Yep. We do that sometimes. We just like, sometimes this, this conversation has run its course. We're bored. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, Georgie is still not here. What would you like to do? I'm, uh, I'm on the hunt for Jesse. I'll send her a string of emojis. Um, probably a couple like, uh, theater masks and a couple like film clacks, clackers and 
things like that. There are official terms for that. I should know because I I should know them, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> and then probably that. just a I couple know, other I know random what you're ones like about though. The you know the clackers, like the film clackers. Yeah, and also some some moose, some meese, meese emojis. Yeah. Yeah, you send the, all of that and it delivers. So, Ronette, you see Birdie standing there on her phone. Type, 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 type. What are you doing as Birdie types? I'm looking around for Jesse. She has finished her conversation with Fern and Hank. And it looks like she is now uh, conferring with Frederick. Okay, cool. I'm just going to start making my way over, see if I can maybe overhear what they're talking about. Because if she's talking about, if she's talking to the, the board president, I'm interested in what they're discussing. Maybe it is it relates to what I would like to discuss. So you're trying to eavesdrop a little bit. I dare say I am doing just that. So that sounds like it might be a day move. What I, could go wrong if they notice you eavesdropping on their hushed tones? They'll be offended and concerned that I'm being a sneaky little sneak. Yeah, you may go down in the board president's esteem. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Wait, if it's presence, can I use my stylish outfit to get advantage? Certainly. I think you fixed it, right? I did. I did. With presence, then that comes out to a 10. You don't hear everything, but the gist of their conversation seems to be that Frederick is saying something like, you promised us that this was going to be hilarious. And what I heard today leaves me very concerned about your future with this company. It's up to you. You're the professional. You're the expert. If this doesn't bring in the tourists, I don't know what your future is with us. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to say, um, Oh my goodness, Jesse! Yeah, you were talk. Uh, we were gonna um, discuss how about how we were gonna uh, change the script. You had that brilliant idea to to fiddle with the the script to make it to make it funny. You know, fix up those kind of the, the jokes that don't quite land. You know, with time and all that happens. We were gonna discuss your brilliant idea to to do that. She looks relieved. And points at you and says, yes. And then points at Frederick. Yes. Yes. See, we have a lot of work to do. This is just the read through. There's nothing to be concerned about. I oh, promise. Yeah. Don't take this read through into account. This was just, you know, this is what, what we're starting with. This is us getting a feel of the bare bones that we have to work with and what we can actually build, what we need to cut away and all that. It's yeah, this was this was. Just a, a view of what we have to work with, but we're going to we're going to make it work. Frederick sort of holds up his hands. He's like, all right, I'm expecting hilarious. Hilarious, everybody. You'll get it. Hilarious. Uh, and at about that time, Lily and Georgie emerge from the back curtains and onto the stage. And as you come out on the stage, Georgie, you can feel your phone vibrate. For some reason, you were in a little dead spot there. That was strange. And that is about the time when you hear someone yelling in the distance. Almost from the direction where you just came, Georgie. It's a man's voice, and it's fire, fire. And Frederick looks up, 
and starts to walk very quickly in the direction of where the voice is coming from. And everybody on the stage starts to go in that direction. Okay, like like fire, there's a fire, or like fire emoji, this is amazing. You know, uh, there's yeah. a difference. Somebody is is yelling in a panic. Okay, fire, cool. there is a fire. Okay, fire. yeah. Cool, where's the nearest exit? <laughs> well, you just came from the bay door to the parking lot. So, so that would be the closest way out? Probably the closest, yeah. I... Who all is left? At this point, almost everybody is running away. They're running towards okay. the voice. I tuck the kitten into my knitting bag. I call to Renette and Bertie. There's a, a exit this way. There's an exit this way that we can get out. Is Renette, that a cat? Renette followed. Yes. <laughs> I found a kitten. Okay, we're going oh to talk about this later. We as are. soon as possible. Let's get, yes. let's get out of <laughs> potential fire. And, and I need to meet this kitten. Everyone bustles back towards the door. And as you get there, you can see Caliban with a hose. And he is spraying down that giant paper mache anchor in the back of Mel's pickup truck. That is now ablaze. So it was, so it was paper mache. You it have confirmation. Yeah, you and have com- flammable. Yeah. So he is out there. It looks like there are other people running around. You can see Frederick on the phone. You can hear him uh, talking to 911, giving the address of the theater. It looks like Caliban has the only hose and he can only do so much here. I, I mean, provide, we should, should start evacuating everyone just for yeah. safety. I provide moral support and encouragement. I sidle up to Jesse and say, looks like someone doesn't want us to do moose murders anymore. Or someone else, I suppose I should say. So how's about changing that script, huh? Thank you for joining us here on Roll to Metal for the very first episode of Moose Murders. Come on back next week for not the second episode of Moose Murders. 